Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Greetings and salutations, Master Dutang Robinson, all the way in Switzerland. And you're tuning in to the Black Half Fire Radio. And you're this massive Wagwan, Andrew Robinson, your Jamaican brother, they are. Reaching out to all the massive on the African continent. And you're tuning in to the Pan African Bliss Show with your host, none other than Joby, from Monday to Friday. Stay tuned. Andrew Robinson, love, respect, and justice for all. Big up, Matthew. Diaspora. A shout out to everyone who is with us on the YouTube channel, on Facebook, 
on uh, the radio station that is also on Spotify. Those who get to catch the shows on a replay, and those who are live with us also on Rumble. Apparently, we cannot be on the show page today. Uh, our website uh, is being worked on, something is happening over there, but we shall be checking and, of course, letting you guys as soon as possible what is happening. But for now, kindly, if you are on Facebook or YouTube, Karibu Sana, smash that like button as you tune in, and of course, welcome to today's conversation. Big up to Dr. Karibu Sana. Now, could check you where we're, you know, man with the jokes always. So, Karibu Sana, nice to see you. Uh, shout out to also Super Tunda. Well, nice to see you. Good afternoon to you too as well. Shout out to also Carol Bibbs. I hope you are doing amazing. And to everyone also in the likes of those who are with us also on the radio and also on Facebook and on YouTube. Today we shall be talking about Kenya and of course literally the rest of the African countries. So, some sort of kind of related issue especially with the major focus of the day. We have a mineral resource that has been discovered in the 254 and this mineral resource is literally found in six other countries. So we shall be talking about this and uh, you know discovering rather what get to tackle down what Kenya has to say about this. When you talk about mineral resources Last day did report a lot. We had Ghana where we had a very large, uh, big, I think it was a cobalt or some magnet that was discovered there. I can't remember specifically. I just remember Kate was the one who gave the report, but I also did have a few hints about it. That was in Ghana. But what happened to that particular mineral resources that was discovered there? How did Ghana benefit from this? Because we're talking about where countries right now have to pay their debts with the artificial facts that were once stolen. Not even once, that was stolen. That is in the 19th century by the British, the, the, all the Europeans, all the colonizers that came to Africa. But we see right now the only way, if Kenya today we become bankrupt or we end up to a position where we can't pay our loans, like right now where we see Ruto selling away our company, state-owned companies, you know, privatizing them, which is going to lead us to a very sticky situation, you know, and a lot we're going to end up now paying with our own artificial fat. It is so sad. And personally, I, I love and I love discussing when it comes to these matters of the artificial fat. It's really, really an amazing topic to dwell on because it takes us back to history. And personally, I've always said, for us to be able to change the future, the present, we have to go back to the history itself. So that is what we shall be talking about. I'll be coming back with much more news and updates, of course, with what... The artifact is coming from this is from, coming from Ghana, where we can see that the UK is willing to give back uh, Ghana some looted, uh, you know, crown jewelries and a couple more of, uh, you know, jewelries that they did stay in Ghana. And of course, this is a form of them paying back the loan. We want to break that down because this is super, super crazy to see where Africa is headed. And also, we shall be talking about where African presidents have also fa uh, failed to ensure that we're not going to get any health facilities or any better health facilities that can literally be able to cure all the diseases right here in the continent. I'm talking in the likes of cancer and a lot more. Why do we need to go to India? Because I was checking actually on the statistics. It seems that Australia is one of the best countries that actually uh, is actually recognized as the most successful cancer treatment uh, country. But I wonder why people go to all the way to India. But again, we also have Uganda, but I wonder how, why it doesn't work. So it's funny, especially when we talk about Uganda, and uh, I'm going to 
be amazed and amused as we tackle down that particular topic. Come to listen once again. Back to the music. This is by the one and only Angry Panda. And of course, it's been a throwback Thursday. I'm taking a little bit way back to some music you've not listened or some jams you've not listened for a while. And I'll be coming back with the quotes of the day. <laughs> Museum is lending 17 pieces of 
and 15 are from the British Museum. Ghana's chief negotiator said that he hoped for a new sense of cultural cooperation after, the, after generations of anger. And some national museums in the UK, including Victoria and Albert Museum and the British Museum, are banned by law from permanently giving back con contested items in their collections and loan deals such as this are seen as a way to allow objects to return to their countries of the origin. Now, I pause that before I even continue. Isn't that what we're supposed to be getting as the continent of Africa? I mean, we are demanding our resources back. What is wrong with the African countries demanding their looted resources? It's crazy to hear that this is actually a shock and something I learned today. I didn't know that actually these two museums and maybe majority of them are banned permanently, not even temporarily, permanently to giving back any of these items. It's supposed to be a debate, back and forth debate between the African people, the leaders, and the colonizers. Because when you look at the people who are affected in all of this, it includes the civilians. If you talk about the looted uh, artifacts or resources that were taken back from the continent, this takes us back again to the root of where the African people are talking about the kingdoms, because when you didn't have all this type of democracy bullshit that does not exist today, controlling us and ruling us. So why is it becoming a debate and why is it that these two national museums have been banned from returning our collections that they stole from us? And they have the nerve to say this is seen as a way to allow objects to return to their original countries. This is when we talk about revolution. And when I speak about um, history being important to understand so that we can be able to know what we're fighting for, so that we can be able to organize well for a new change and a true democracy or democratic continent. These are some of the things we should be learning. This is the same type of education that should be introduced when you're introducing the Afrocentric schools, where children should be taught. These people didn't come here as missionaries. They came here, fosters a lot of things, including religion, this backward education, and that's not even enough. They stole a lot of artificials, uh, artifacts, sorry, artifacts, artificials, a lot of artifacts. <laughs> and a lot of resources. But none of this is discussed, none of this is taught in our schools today. What we're taught is that these people came as missionaries, and today, when you try to explain, or rather majority of us, when we see this kind of news on the, maybe Citizen TV, on BBC, you see that Kenya or Nigeria, Ghana, is fighting for the artifacts or jewelries, resources that were stolen from their kingdoms long time ago. You wonder, hey, kingdoms? We used to have kingdoms? Yes, we used to be run by kingdoms. We used to be run by kings and queens. We had African women who are leaders. We had African men who are leaders. Not we have what we have today. Tuachana like Naruto. We know it's a joke. Let's be serious. Tuachana like Nasijuiti Mibu. That is a joke. Let us become serious. Oh, let the current selected Liberia, old, you know, our very own grandpa. A very big joke. Can barely even construct a sentence. But we leave it at that. 
So it's crazy to understand. We need to understand first that the British Museum, the Victoria and Albert Museum are permanently banned from returning the stolen looted either artifacts or resources that were taken forcefully from the African people. It was not just taken, forcefully taken from the African people. They continue to say, but some countries lane are lane claim to dispute artifacts uh, fear that loans may be used to imply their uh, to imply they accept the UK ownership. Let me read that again. But some countries lying claim uh, laying claim to dispute artifacts fear the loan may be used to imply they accept the UK's ownership. That is true. And Tristan Hunt, director of the Victoria and Albert Museum, told the BBC News that the gold items of court regalia are equivalent to our own to to our crown jewels and the items to be looked to be loaned most of which were taken during the 19th century was between the british and the asante kingdom include a sword of state gold badges uh, worn by officials charged with cleansing and sword of the king mr hunt said that the museum hold of uh, hold objects with original with origins in war and looting in milit military campaigns we have a responsibility, let me quote what he said, objects with origins in war and looting in military campaigns. We have a responsibility to the country of origin to think about how we can share those more fairly today. We don't need to share anything. We need our resources returned back. We don't need any, let me tell you African people, we don't need any cooperation or sharing of anything with these colonizers. They took forcefully by killing. They didn't care who, they killed. I was reading the other day the numbers of uh, how many African people were traded or were taken by the Arab slavery trade. And it is a big number. And even hidden. Very, very much hidden. But I see so many of you on TikTok. Karibu sana. Shout out to tourists. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, shout out to MS, uh, if I'm pronouncing the name correctly, Black uh, Rights. Thank you so much for following the host. And I see tourists says, Hi, tax. Which country is this? How? I. Hi, tax. Hi. Which country are you listening from? Let me know first. And I also see we have Kabis. Uh, thank you so much for the compliment. Uh, 254, we also see what's going on here. We're talking about what is happening between Ghana and the UK and majorly the African countries where we have a lot of stolen artifacts that even up to date, since the 19th century till to date, we have African countries battling to return most of these artifacts back to the African continent. It's become a debate which actually the African leaders have failed to end because you can see these decisions that were made already when these jewelries, which are very expensive, because we're talking about gold, silver, cobalt type of resources, and a lot that were taken forcefully from the people. But it is crazy to see that after this happening and after African countries begging, for years, because every year you hear an African country is requesting their colonizer to return back what they stole from the continent. But apparently, they are banned permanently, and they should not be given back to the African countries. This should not be seen as a way 
of allowing objects to return to their countries. I mean, make me understand that, if you understand what I'm talking about. Is that making sense to you? That sounds so crazy to me. It sounds so crazy to me. And, just let me shift a little bit away from that. We'll go back to this article as we get to read down. Because we know, also during the coronation of King Charles, that was last year, we had... We saw our resources, there were most of them which are also looted from the continent of Africa being used in this part of coronation. So let me review some of the, I was looking at um, some of the valuable resources and I'll be reading also a fact of the Africa Stolen Arts debate which has continuously been going on. But I realized something today about some of the stolen African artifacts and their value. And I realized also one of them comes from our very own country, which is Kenya. So we have the Kalinal Diamond, which goes for 400 million US dollar. Okay, it's called a Kalinal Diamond. And they say that the Kalinal Diamond is the largest rock diamond ever found, weighing 621.35 grams, with about 3,106 carats. And the stone was discovered in 1905 in the Kalinal mine near Pretoria, South Africa. Pretoria, Pretoria, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, however you want to pronounce it, that was in South Africa. The stone is named after the, chair, uh, the chairman of the mining company, Sir Thomas Kalinal, and is worth $400,000 million. Why is it named after a white man? Because this sounds like a white man's name to me. But we leave it at that. The diamond was cut to consist of nine, um, of nine here are nine large pieces of the diamond. We have, um, there are so many, I can't read all of them, of the carrots that consist, the old diamond, there are so many, but I can share the article later on WhatsApp for those who are interested to read much more and if you are interested to know what kind of uh, carrots are in there. But we also have the rosette stone, which is 7.2 million US dollars. The Rosetta Stone, and they say that the Rosetta, the Rosetta, it's called the Rosetta, sorry, the Rosetta Stone. The Rosetta Stone is a broken part of the bigger ancient Egyptian stone, bearing inscriptions in several languages and scripts. Listen very carefully. The written stone is an office, uh, official decree, sorry, pledging loyalty to the king and is said to have helped scholars decipher ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs. Hero, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, this is some interesting, really, story and I should go deeper than this because words are heavy. Terms are heavy. It is discovered by the, it was discovered by a Frenchman named uh, Bocha that was in 1799, sorry, 1799, after the 1801 French surrender to the British uh, at Alexandria in Egypt. It passed into British hands and is now in the British Museum in London. It is estimated to be worth 7.2 million in today's market. We also have the Savo Lions. Oh, the Savo Lions. From where? Kenya. The Savo Lions were a pair of man-eating lions that uh, tormented the Savo region in Kenya. And they were responsible for the death of uh, Savo natives, mainly workers, employed at the construction of the Kenyan-Ugandan Railway in 1898. They were killed later 
that same year and was subsequently purchased by the Field Museum of Natural History in 1924 where they remain till date. The reconstruction, uh, the reconstructed several lions are worth 3.5 million, uh, million in today's market, uh, with prices expected to rise in the next coming years. So what we're understanding so far, before I even continue the rest of the most valuable resources that were looted from the continent of Africa, is that we know these people have been making a lot of money a lot of money, because if I can remember, it was just so recently, I think it was in Zimbabwe, where we had someone's wife arrested. No, was it in Zimbabwe or was it in Niger? I can't remember, but we had one of the, this white woman who's, um, I think it was Bonzoon's wife, if I can remember. I'm not sure, but if you can remember, just remind me on the chat. We had Bonzoom's wife was arrested because of stealing diamonds. This has been for centuries. Diamonds. But Africans, and these are officials, we're talking about a wife of, a, of an official in the African continent, where majority are in poverty today. Because we know Zimbabwe is not what Robert Mugabe was fighting for it to be. When we had Robert Mugabe as a president, is not what it is today. It is completely something different. Completely something different. They are still, yeah, they are still doing it. I love the fact you understand. Shout out to user 61. Yes, that is true. They are still doing it. And that's why, this why I'm so amazed how the topics today lined up. Because we have mineral resources being discovered which of course we allow them to come we we don't control the media and of course we want to be seen as the shining country that is the african mentality i bet especially with these puppets who have no skills of leadership you know they want to shine the country must be on the map or can i just discover something instead of not hiding hiding this gem finding a way how you can secure your loans you're about to give all of this to a white man because that's what has been happening in DRC Congo. So far, so good. We understand that these people have been stealing, or rather they looted a lot of expensive resources and which they are making money from, even today. You can hear from the Savo Lions, which is now $3.5 million, is expected to be rising in the next coming years. Super crazy. We have the Bangawa Queen. That is another resource. The Bangawa King is an artifact indigenous to the Bangawa people of Cameroon. It was taken as a part of collection by German colonizers led by the German agent. Uh, I, can't read his, I can't read his name. That was in, nine, in 1899. The artifact is said to be spiritual in importance for its people with female sculpture representing a physical manifestation of the power and health of Bangawa people. The artifact is currently in France and is valued at 3.4 million US dollars. Let me tell you, these people even have no goddamn clue of what they took. And I think I've discussed this before as a whole topic. And I enjoy doing it again and again because it is interesting. Takes you back to history again. It is amazing. Learning all this, because I didn't know all this that I just learned today. I didn't know about the Cardinal Diamond which is worth 400 million 
dollar that was discovered in South Africa. I don't know even majority of us if even you knew about the Cardinal Diamond. We also have the Rosetta Stone, like I said, $7.2 million. That, is, that was discovered in Egypt. The several lions that were killed in Kenya, now the Bangawa in Cameroon. This is something I never even knew, and I'm not nowhere, and I'm not copying, unless I just go back to the history books that we had. I have to go page by page, which are very few and check where we were told about the Bangawa Queen resource or artifact, nowhere. So this is something important that we should be learning, especially as African people. And it is more interesting when you come to discover, and this is why we need to go back to the spiritual tapping and ways of connecting with the universe so that we can be able, as much as you're asking, because if I am to ask even majority of this leaders of Africa today why are you going after these artifacts do you understand the value of this artifact and I'm not talking about the money value I'm talking about the spiritual value which is now described here because I discussed this some time back it is very well debated, very well ex I don't know where, like I said, I don't know where I got that knowledge, but I just have it in my head. Where I know our artifacts were used for healing. I've not practiced it. I don't know. I've not used any method. But I just know it. The, the knowledge is in my head. They say I'm an old soul, so it must be. The knowledge I came back with. There are so many, even the wooden ones, not just the gold and the silver ones. Even the wooden artifacts. To date, if you go to the true African cultures and traditions, and I'm not talking about these Bacchic mythical traditions, I'm talking about true African culture and tradition. Well, like I was describing the other time, when these African South African women who are talking about the herbs, before they use the herbs, they have to be in tune with their ancestors. That is through the dream for them to tap in to the information that they're supposed to apply in the current world. Get me? It's really, really deep. And I really enjoy these topics, trust me. It's really, really deep. Really, really deep. But that's, that is uh, the fourth one. And the last one we have, I just found five, and I'd really be interested to know much more. And if I do so, that is during the weekend, I'll present this that is next week. Benin, we also have the Benin Bronze. I think we've heard of this a couple of times. The Benin Bronze are a group of metal plaques, uh, plaques, uh, sorry, yeah, plaques and sculptures are made of brass and bronze that decorated the royal place of the kingdom of Benin and what is now Edo State of Nigeria. Okay? These pieces were looted by British colonial forces and traded across different parts or in Europe. Some of these artifacts are currently in the possession, possession, possession of the British Museum and are valued to be $2.7 million. Now back to this situation that has brought us, of course, to this discussion about the UK, you know, returning some of the objects in terms of uh, Ghana paying the loan. And which is also actually a taboo because 
Mind you, we have the Victoria and the Albert Museum and the British, which have permanently banned this. They're saying that um, it doesn't seem to me that all our museums will fall down if we build up this kind of partnerships and exchange. However, Mr. Hunt insisted that new cultural partnership is not restitution by the back door. That is true. Meaning it is not a way to return permanent ownership back to Ghana. And I agree. The three-year loan agreement with an opposition, with an option, sorry, to extend for a further three years and not with the Ghanaian government, but with on um, um, to the current Asante known the current Asante king known as the Asante Hene who attended the coronation of King Charles last year. The Asante Hene still holds an influential ceremonial role, although his kingdom is now part of Ghana's modern democracy. Of course they did this on purpose. If you go back, I think there is something else I want to also learn deeper and bring it forth and present it. The African kingdoms, what they used to hold, it was not just a kingdom. It was not just a kingdom. They were more than just kingdoms, not just more than kings and queens. It was more than just having a gold spear, having some silver crowns and all that. It's deep. We're talking about where the unity of Africa was literally very valued. It's crazy. It is crazy. But uh, of course it is now Ghana's modern democracy. And the items will go on display at the Mahinya Palace Museum in Kumasi. In the capital, that is the capital of Asante region, to celebrate the Asante Henness Silver Jubilee. The Asante gold artifacts are the ultimate symbol of the Asante royal government and are believed to be invested with the spirit of former Asante kings. They have an importance of Ghana compar comparable uh, of the Benin bronze, thousands of sculptures and plagues looted by Britain, from the palace of the kingdom of Benin. In modern day, southern Nigeria, and Nigeria has been calling for their return for decades. That is true, and I think I, I presented that, that was, I think, two weeks ago, and something was pending. No, that was something different. But yes, Nigeria has also been de demanding <laughs> that. Nana uh, Oftaria, a special advisor in Ghana's culture ministry, uh, told the BBC, and I quote, they're not just objects, they are spiritual importance as well. And that is something, again, like I'm saying, and I love to hear that. As much as we have in these leaders demanding back this artifact, let them return back to Africa by understanding what is it that we're demanding back because these are Asians. It's not, they're not, it's not like our times thing as much as we have the capability, the power to understand if you really wanted to. We're talking about our ancestors who understood deeper of what they were creating. We're not just coming up with a cup because it's a cup. I'm not just coming up with a model of a mouse because it's a mouse. I'm coming up with an idea of this object because I have a purpose for it, spiritually. It has a purpose I need, and with very high vibration. Man. I don't know if it's only me who gets excited every time, but I've seen so many people in the chat get so excited.
excited when you talk about things to do with spirituality it's really exciting because it taps you back to who you are and reminds you how connected close you are to god the creator very and why you have the capability of doing everything and manifesting everything you want because like you can hear from the bang ba, the bang bang eh, bangwa so is the bangawa it's called the bangwa queen the bangwa queen was an artifact used as a spiritual importance with a famous cut sculpture sorry representing a physical manifestation of the power and health for the bangawa people that is how strong it is and i'm glad to hear the minister of culture in ghana mentioning that it's not just an object their spiritual importance and this is something very very uh nice that i had to report right here and uh we're gonna be following up to see if they are going to be returning all this the article is so long of course it explains the looting of so many artifacts that were taken how they ended up in british uh in um the british kingdom and all that but i hope as we claim revolution we're gonna be able to understand what we're fighting for as we ask all this back let us have the mentality and the readiness to accept this back you know the knowledge to accept all this back but as we move on i want to talk about a little bit of uh, namibia president which i saw this update yesterday and i was like i don't want to talk about it but it's been pushed too much but so i had to talk about it i did not talk about it because uh he had not yet made a decision of where he's gonna get his treatment because apparently the namibian president he's uh he's right now suffering from uh cancer and uh he's as he has actually taken a trip right now to the u.s to seek cancer treatment and uh, this actually raises a big question i wish him quick recovery and i hope he's gonna heal cancer is not literally a disease right now in the africa of today that many have been able to tackle not so many people have been able to actually heal completely from the cancer disease i've seen personally a victim who um and which actually was giving us so much hope especially when my mom was diagnosed with it who are like hey she's gonna heal like for real if we have like a witness who did it she's also gonna go you know she's also gonna pass through this but apparently she didn't make it so we had a, I had a, we had a friend a family friend who i think she had cancer for like three years then of course she started with the chemotherapy which makes you worse let me tell you that they don't tell you that in the hospitals um the chemotherapy the radio you know all of those things whatever they are called there's so many and you need to take a lot of injections they make you very very wise so this lady i think she healed within a span of two years so she was let's say five years having cancer then she became cancer free actually at some point then i think after five years later she died again yeah she the cancer came back again so i wish him good luck but one thing the reason why i'm talking about this is I was checking before I get to read what Namibia's president, who is 82 years of age, going to do, whatever he's heading. I was checking which African countries have the best 
hospitals to cure cancer. And apparently we don't have any. They're saying, however, the Ugandan Cancer Institute, I didn't know Uganda did have a cancer institute. John Hospital Karibu Sana, did you know Uganda had a cancer institute? I didn't know Uganda had a cancer institute <laughs> that was developed and found in uh, 1967. I didn't know about that. But they said, however, in the Uganda Cancer Institute is a good example of a, of a traceable, sorry, of a traceable systematic development of research inspired cancer care in Africa, established as a cancer research in uh, center in 1967. The Uganda Cancer Institute later grew into a into a care and training center offering comprehensive services for the country and the region. And what has improved so far? Anything in Uganda? I've not seen any improvement. I've not seen any. This takes me back again to just what I discussed. As Africans, we had modern uh, ways of living. We had natural ways of healing ourselves. We had natural herbs of curing us. But today, we have to depend on the synthetic drugs which are making our situations much worse to heal us. I'll go back again and I'll share the video if you're interested. For those who are interested, let me know. I'll share the link of that channel where we have these South African ladies who are teaching you different types of herbs. And they're not just teaching you. These people are intuited with their ancestors. I just mentioned that a few minutes ago. Very highly intuited with their ancestors. Where well, before, if you come as John Mosquito, I have Homer, you know, I have a flu. I'm not just going to give you any synthetic drugs or any herb because I know which drug is supposed to help you. I'm going to have to go meditate about it. I'm going to have to go meditate about your healing and then ask the ancestors to help me heal you quicker by tap, helping me uh, get <coughs> skills, <coughs> the natural herbs to help you cure quickly. That is what used to happen. <coughs> Excuse me. But today it's crazy to see this kind of uh, decision making where we see leaders now rushing to India, to UK, to the US to seek better medication is because they have not funded and they won't even help. And which also the white supremacy fought so hard us using the traditional methods of cure. They fought that system so bad. History is there. There's an article Kate made me read one day. And it breaks it down how they broke down the system to ensure that the only drugs that are available, which is a money-making system, are the synthetic drugs. <coughs> it's crazy. It is super, super crazy. But uh, the Namibian president, hey, John, Haibo, I can't even read his name. He has a very tough name. He's 82 years of age. He's flying to the U.S. to receive specialized medical treatment for cancer. And it comes less than a week after his office said that the medical test revealed that he had cancerous cells. The 82-year-old was re um, will receive novel therapy in the U.S. for a week. Wow. 
I mean, a whole novel therapy, you know? I mean, don't you all need that? Don't you all need just nurses who are giving us novel therapies before you get for, to a treatment? But anyway, yeah, so the 82-year-old will receive novel therapy in the U.S. for a week before returning to continue with his treatment in Namibia and his office added. Uh, the vice president, uh, who goes by the name Mumba, will be acting president during his absence. Concerns about Mr. Hedge's health have been growing, and with reports saying that, that he admitted last year that he had he had become frail. You uh, and I quote what they're saying that you see how I'm standing here. It means I'm tired and I'm not feeling well. That was one of the things he had to say. And Mr. Uh, Hedge is due to step down at the end of his two terms late, later this year. And uh, in a statement made on Tuesday, the vice president of the governing um, said, uh, okay, okay, whatever, 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 and all that. So the president office said that it will return from the U.S., that is on 2nd of February, and 95% of the treatment for the cancerous cells would be carried out in Namibia. Last week, it said that the doctors had done uh, colon, colon, colonoscopy, 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 I don't know what's that, but and uh, gastro, gastroscopy <coughs> on the president, and this followed a biospy uh, which revealed he has cancer. It is crazy, but again, we blame them, okay? It won't hit you until you are affected. That is what I tell these leaders. You don't care about the people until you are affected. Until the majority of you die because of these cancer diseases, which is you promoting them because of the things you are feeding the people in the continent, you've allowed genetically modified food to be supplied in the continent. Like, it's not a big deal. Shout out to Kenya. Yeah? You've allowed a lot to happen. Like, it's not even a damn thing. And until it happens to you, this one, I think, Africa, but if they don't, they have the money, of course, to go outside. So we suffer the most. We suffer the most. We don't have the money. They do have the money, which they're stealing from us. So it is super, super crazy. What I'd say, like I said, I didn't know Uganda had a cancer institute, a cancer care institute. And it has been operating since 1967, which you've seen what it, it, it turned into. And uh, I believe Africa needs more than just a cancer care institute. We need development, true development. We have nurses, we have doctors. Instead of taking our doctors to Cuba again, which made me so mad, and bringing Cuba doctors here and giving them so much money, train our people. Let them get the, the, the knowledge on how they can tackle this. Start actually and invest high on modern medication. Find these elderly women and men who can still tap highly into this kind of herbs that can help us get cured easily. Invest on that. Let the market grow. But I believe it's going to be hard until all of us realize what we're dealing with. That is just how simple I live it because the blame always comes back to the African people. The blame comes back to the African people. Shout out to Joe Mosquito. Good rising to you too. Nice to see you. Shout out to Zakari. Thank you so much for following the course. Uh, shout out to King uh, Kings. Uh, you are saying... Um, 
Yeah, man. I have to. I have to. I have to. If I don't, I don't know who will. But going to the major focus of the day, which shall lead us to the first topic, which was about Ghana. We have Kenya, which has discovered its first deposits of valuable mineral coltan. They have discovered coltan. This mineral resource is called coltan. And the number one question I have is, how is Kenya going to benefit? Because the same way we have the UK now having to give Ghana their resources as a form of them paying back the loans, it is crazy. These people, again, we've understood that they've been benefiting so much from the limited resources they took from the African continent. Until today, they still benefit from the mineral resources that they have enslaved people with. Like in DRC Congo, we are talking in terms of children, adults who have been enslaved over there to produce all types of Tesla cars and all types of iPhones, all types of phones, but they won't talk about it. So they're saying that Kenya has discovered its first deposits of the valuable mineral resource, that is the coltan, <coughs> and this was information given by the Ministry of uh, Mining, and the rich mineral is used to manufacture electric car batteries, uh, mobile phones, and other electrical de electric electronic devices. And uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo holds more than 70% of the world's cotton reserves, <clears throat> which have for decades fueled violent conflict in the east of the country. It is not clear how large the cotton deposits found in Kenya are. <coughs> Mining officials have previously hinted that Kenya could have traces of the highly valuable ore. But Kenya's Minister for Mining, <coughs> Blue's Economy and Maritre Affairs uh, said it's an, it said that his announcement means it is now official <coughs> that Kenya has cotton reserves. Deposits of the minerals have been found in six countries across the country. In six counties across the country, sorry, uh, but the value is yet to be determined. And they say that we will leave our t our teams behind to do ground truthing, <clears throat> so that we can now begin to assess the economic value uh, to the particular mineral. Residents of Embu County in uh, eastern part of Kenya, one of the six counties with reserves of mineral resources. Uh, have been advised to hold on to their land. And of course, there's a time I reported about the Embu County where we saw the residents fighting the government and some Muzungu company that went and built a manufacturing industry over there, no, a manufacturing company, and they have been also digging these resources. By evacuating the people, displacing the people, they don't care. They have complained to the governor, the senator of Embu County, but these Muzungus have been given a free pass to do what they want. So, the question comes in. As much as we've now been told that there are six counties which have these mineral resources, are Kenyans going to benefit from this? Or is it already in the hands of our colonizers? Or are the beneficiaries? Because that's just the, the truth. 
This is something I reported some time back. The Emo County people have been highly fighting the system because of allowing the digging, the destroying of the land because of looking for this Colton resource. And they didn't stop. They have done it for the last six years. Till now, they have managed to go to the root of where the resources are. Do you know what we are about? Do you know what literally we're talking about right now? These people are about to come to Kenya. You're just talking about six counties. Six goddamn counties. This is about to be DRC Congo right now. If we're not careful, and mind you, are talking about these mining centers where we've seen so many of them collapsing, people dying, and nobody's going to be ever held accountable. And they call them illegal miners. While they say they have left their team, while the team, if the team, if anything happens to the team, they're going to say these are illegal miners who were found there. These people are not even skilled for this job. Of course, not protecting even your own employee. Make that make sense. It's crazy. So I don't see how Kenya is going to benefit from this. That is just as for me. Because already they're talking about the value, which is a monetary value. And being a, a, a very debted country, and where we, we are literally asking the IMF money left, right, and center. You think the IMF, the World Bank, and the people who we know control the system, who fund us by loans, are going to allow us to enjoy these monetary values of these resources? Of course, hell not. So shout out to Kenya. It's a good thing to discover how much of the resources and how blessed we are as a continent, as a country. Because as a, as a continent, we are blessed. As a country, as well. So many African countries are blessed with a lot. And we can go deeper and deeper and deeper. Last year, again, I gave reports of where we had, um, I can't remember the name. I think it was still the Colton. I'm not sure. Because DRC has 70% of it. But there was a new mineral resource that was discovered last year in DRC. I was trying to check on the article, but I couldn't find it. And then I went deeper and we saw there are so many undiscussed mineral resources that we even barely know the names. Barely. So many. And it is sad. So, let the math, math to us because the officials won't do the math thing for us. It is up to us to understand we're dealing with a very corrupt system. Historically, we need to understand how we lost control of all this. As much as you see in the news telling you, oh, one, two, you think that is positive, how is it positive to you as a citizen? That is one thing you're always gonna ask yourself. Because at the end of the day, however this is gonna benefit the country, You'll be the least of the beneficiaries if it's such a time. But anyway, I'm coming to the end of today's show. That has been my conversation of the day. And if you just combine that and the first topic of where we've seen Ghana, Nigeria fighting for their resources to be returned back in the continent, it's the same thing. You're going to give away this cotton, gold, silver, cobalt to these Europeans, but all you're ever going to get is loans with poor infrastructures in it much love thank you so much for everyone who has been with me on tiktok 
on the radio station and of course to all my amazing silent listeners also on the YouTube channel. I appreciate you guys so much. See you guys later on the Black Kings Frequency as we get to catch up with our amazing, amazing conversation. Shout out to Mzai. Thank you so much for following us. Uh, shout out to John Mosquito. Shout out to Obosh. Uh, shout out to the Smile Station. Hope you have had an amazing, amazing time here with me. Nonetheless, see you guys later. Have yourselves a beautiful day. Remember, later tonight we shall be on the culture show. And of course, Kamlesh being the DJ with the ones and twos tuning. Windy Springs Water Refill Station. Quench your thirst the sustainable way with Windy Springs Water Refill Station. Are you in search of pure, refreshing drinking water that's both convenient and affordable? Look no further than Windy Springs Water. You gotta go to destination for premium purified drinking water. Call 0742-143869 to stay hydrated. 0742-143869 to stay hydrated. Located in the heart of Everett Center, opposite Quickmart Supermarket, Windy Springs offers variety of sizes to fit your hydration needs. Choose from 500 millimeters, 1 liter, 5 liters, 18.9 liters, and 20 liters available to refill at incredible price of just 250 shillings. That's not all. Experience the convenience of doorstep deliveries. Just call 0742-143869 and Windy Springs will bring the freshness of pure drinking water right to your doorstep absolutely for free. Planning an event or a wedding, Windy Springs caters to all occasions. Ensure your guests are staying hydrated with our quality purified water. Making your special day even more memorable, call 0742143869 for incredible deals. Stay refreshed, stay healthy with Windy Springs water. Visit us today at Everest on Gatsarongai and stay hydrated. And uh, to the smile uh, station, in case you want to do that, like you've had, we're doing ads right here. So kindly reach us out on 0705-428-388. And uh, we can be able to pass that information over the radio station. So have an amazing day. Much love. Greetings and salutations, Master Here's Andrew Robinson, all the way in Switzerland. And you're tuning in to the Black Hot Fire Radio, and you're listening to the African Diary Show with... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.